Good morning again. Um, so as I prepare to be before you today, I really spent a lot of time with God reflecting on what I would say, um, being that I was so new to Central, right? I was like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the brand new kid on the block, and yet he wants me to, to preach or teach. Um, and I will be very honest, I began to think about the church I grew up in, and I never saw any female leaders except on a women's day, maybe once a year. And I began to reflect on how important it is for little children that we have growing up in our church to see women up here being able to preach and teach because that's what God ultimately wanted for us in his kingdom. So today, um, I am going to be speaking um, about women serving the kingdom of God through faith and purpose. And I hope that as I go through this sermon, um, that it is empowering and uplifting and that something that I say today inspires you to know Jesus just a little bit more. And before I go into my message, I really would like to pray um, because I think that it's always good if we start with prayer. Um, so if you would bow your heads as I begin. Father God, thank you for waking us up this morning and giving us breath in our bodies to do your will. God, open my eyes so that we can see, I can see what you have purposed for me in your kingdom. I pray with faith for every person under the sound of my voice. I pray that I won't compare myself to anyone that's come before me or anyone that will come after me but that I will believe that you've placed me in this position because no one else could do it like me. We give you honor, glory, and praise, Father, with our lives. Speak to me through your word. Let me be clear in communicating your word to your people and work in my life. Father, convict me of sin, of judgment, and fill me with your strength and power. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'd like to start out by asking you a question. What gets the most attention in your life? What are you magnifying? For many of the women in our congregation, they may say, my children, my husband, my job, my career. But my question to you today is, what if God was the answer to that question? Often, whatever is biggest in your life, that is the very thing that gets the most attention in your life. In the kingdom of heaven, God is the primary focus. And when I began to think about that idea, that in the kingdom of heaven, God is the primary focus, that what happens to our church if we make God our primary focus? What happens in our community, in the community of Springfield, if God is our primary focus? What happens to our world 
if God is our primary focus. So I want to share today what happens when women aren't afraid to be the hands and feet of Jesus and when churches allow them the freedom to serve and to lead. Let's begin with why women were created. In the first place, let's go to Genesis 27 and 28. It reads, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. It continues on in verse 31 to say, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. So from Genesis, we gather that God created man and woman in the image of God. We are called to be image bearers for Christ. We also see that they're co-equals, meaning that they were equal in God's sight. The difference between man and woman was not to be a source of discord, but it was to be a complement to one another. He created a pair that was given a task of overseeing and ruling God's creation. And when he finished, he said everything that he made was good. Before coming to Central, I was on a professional track of nonprofits, and I had aspirations of a performance career. And I never thought for once that God would move in a way that I would be leading and guiding at Central. But I'm grateful for it, and I'm grateful for the gift of being up here to, to be with you today. And especially because I grew up in a church where female leadership wasn't valued, I think it is so important that we have a place where women can serve and lead. As a female leader, I'm constantly thinking about how I am to mature spiritually. And I really feel like this is a season for me where the Lord is requiring more out of my spiritual life, more prayer time, more time with scripture, more time in service to his kingdom. And so as I thought about the creation of Eve, um, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into why she came from his rib. So I wanna go to the text where it says, in chapter 22, where it says, then the Lord made a woman from the rib he had taken out of man and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Now, God being God, he could have allowed Eve to come from any part of the man's body, but he chose the rib. And I think that's important. And I noticed that he didn't pull from the bone of his head so that she could be over him. He didn't pull from the bone of his feet so she would be trampled by him, but she pulled him from his rib, from his side, so that she could be one next to him, equal with him, and under his arm to be protected and near his heart to be loved. So man and woman are equal and complementary in God's sight. 
Now that we know how and why women were created, let's consider, can women be leaders? Let's go to Acts 2, 17, 18, and 21. It reads, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In this exclamation, Peter is sharing equality at Pentecost. So we see that the Lord is willing to pour out his spirit on men and women. And as we go deeper into the chapter with Peter, we see women taking on leadership roles in the early church. And I'd like to just draw our attention to a few. Um, and I'd like to draw our attention to this word prophecy or prophesy. What does that mean? So by definition, it is an inspired declaration of divine will and purpose. It is a prediction of something to come. And throughout the, the Bible, we see many women display this gift of prophecy. So in the book of Exodus, we're reminded of Miriam, the woman who helped to deliver Moses at the Nile River and led the Hebrew women in singing, dancing, and playing drums across the Red Sea. She was a prophetess. In Exodus, in Luke, sorry, in Luke, we learn about Anna. Anna was a woman led by the Holy Spirit to speak about Jesus. She was a prophetess. In Judges, we learn about Deborah, who served Israel as a prophet and a judge. The Israelites, both men and women, appealed to her authority as a judge. So we understand that God poured out his spirit on everyone who recognized him as Lord. And he does that still today and can do that through all of us. I want to take a moment to reflect on Hannah. Um, as I prepared this sermon, um, I felt a very dear connection to Hannah um, because I think she's a true representation of a worshiper and how sometimes in our worship, it's bringing our brokenness before God. So worship is not meant to be perfect, but it's meant to be personal. And it's meant to be something between you and God. So as we look at Hannah um, and we look at the passage that Pastor read earlier, we learn that she's one of two wives of Elkanah and that she desires this son. And she desires to have this son more than anything else. And she says, the, the text says in the scriptures, verse 10, it says, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. So my question to you is, What's one thing that you haven't given to God completely? What's that one thing that you're like, this is too great for God. I, I can't, I, it, something may not be right if I take this to him. Um, and, and I want to bring verse 11 to you where she made a vow saying, Lord God Almighty, it will only, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give 
her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And I think this is really important because I believe that we can gather as women that we must be courageous enough to take everything to God. That's our finances, our love life, our friendships, our pains. And we must ask ourselves, that thing that we've been so afraid to take to God, will that thing bring God glory? Because I think that Hannah, in asking for, her, for God to bless her with a son, she was making that request so that ultimately she could give that son back to him. And I think that in us thinking about what we can do throughout our daily lives or that big thing that we're afraid to give to God, we have to ask ourselves, does that thing ultimately give glory to God? Um, and lastly, I challenge you with these questions because I believe the honesty in our answers can lead us to understanding of how faith and purpose can be our guiding lights in serving God. What do you do when God doesn't answer your prayers immediately? What is your response when you don't like God's answer? And how does your attitude or your countenance change depending on your result? God wants us to embody faith and chase purpose. And I'd like to leave you just with a few scriptures um, where that is true. Many are familiar with Hebrews 11.1 1, that reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In this season of your life, God wants nothing but belief. Remember, doubt can be contagious. So what he wants from us is to believe him totally and build our hopes on things that are eternal, the things that are found in the kingdom of heaven. In Hebrews 11, 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So if we aren't putting our faith into action, we cannot please God. This passage also speaks to the reward we are, we are given if we truly seek him. Do you believe that the Lord has a great reward for you? I know that he does. Lastly, I'd like to uncover the last few things that we see in the passage with Hannah. She says... My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord, my horn, is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Today, know that God is our rock and that we can take everything to him. And when what we desire aligns with what God has for our life, it will be so. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I encourage you today to increase your faith, stand firm in God, and know that he created you to be his hands and feet. As we learn from the women in the Bible in the coming weeks, 
God had a plan for their lives, and he has one for yours also. Central is a place that empowers leaders. And when I think about our elders, Suzanne and Heather, when I think about Karen Riley and Refit, and I have to give a shameless plug, if you have never gone to her Refit class, it is incredible, and it will give you a wonderful sweat. So please check out Refit. Um, when I consider Jody del delivering Celebration Station and really developing that program for our church, and when I think of Hannah Pennington, who's been working so hard on women's breakfast and the women's ministry, this is a place where women can serve. This is a place where women can grow as leaders. Women need the freedom to lead, and they need a church that believes in them. I'm so glad that Central is a church that believes in female leadership and service. I'd like to end with a prayer today. So bow your heads and repeat after me. God, I want to know you more. And build a stronger relationship with you. I want to increase my faith and put all my trust in you. I want my life to be filled with purpose. Thank you for allowing me to serve you and build your kingdom of heaven here on earth.